www.healthcmi.com, acupuncture, continuing education online. Today, a little bit about herbal medicine and the treatment of COVID-19, the coronavirus. Go to healthcmi.com, click on news. Take a look at the full article. All the references to all the research presented here is given. So we'll give you a kind of a rundown on general information but we'll also give you the research on herbal medicine and Chinese medicine and the results that are being achieved already and have been achieved in China with licensed acupuncturists throughout the region. So again, this is a dangerous contagion, the coronavirus, which is the COVID-19 or the SARS-CoV-2, depending on the nomenclature. But the herbal medicine is providing relief and helping people. We'll get into that first, a little basics, and then we'll get a little deeper in. So COVID-19 is a new strain of coronavirus affecting humans. It was officially identified in 2019. The terms coronavirus disease 19 or COVID-19, 2019 novel coronavirus, and severe acute respiratory syndrome coronavirus 2, which is also written out as SARS-CoV-2, all refer to the same virus. SARS-CoV-2 is used by the International Committee on Taxonomy of Viruses, and it was selected in part because the virus has similarities to the SARS outbreak of 2003. COVID-19 is the term developed by the World Health Organization. Coronaviruses are zoonotic. They can be transmitted between animals and people. Now, there is no specific evidence that I know of right now where it's going between, let's say, humans and their pets and back again. Um, But that type of virus is zoonotic. So it has that potential. Again, I don't know that that is actually occurring at the moment. Signs and symptoms typically occur between 2 to 14 days after exposure and include respiratory disorders, coughing, fever, shortness of breath, pain or pressure in the chest, confusion, bluish lips, and difficulty breathing. Potentially fatal complications include pneumonia, severe acute respiratory syndrome, kidney failure, and sepsis. High-risk individuals include the elderly and people with heart and lung disease, asthma, low CD4 counts, which includes some HIV patients, or diabetics. So, Preventative recommendations, uh, social distancing, hand washing, covering the nose and mouth when sneezing or coughing, and thoroughly cooking both meat and eggs. It is recommended to avoid touching the mouth, nose, and eyes with unwashed hands and to clean and disinfect surfaces. Chlorine and alcohol-based disinfectants, along with other EPA-registered disinfectants, are currently recommended by the CDC. That's the Center for Disease Control and Prevention in the U.S., According to the NIH, where the National Institutes of Health in the USA, COVID-19 is, quote, stable for several hours to days on aerosols and on surfaces. So this data is from the CDC, UCLA, and Princeton University through the NIH. So, again, this virus can live three hours in aerosols, four hours on copper, 24 hours on cardboard, and two to three days on plastic and stainless steel. So think about that. Let's say you get a delivery. You may want to uh, wear some gloves and put that cardboard box somewhere in the house and then get to it the next day. Then you're good. 
So according to this research, in other words, you give it 24 hours and you're clear for the cardboard. One potentially effective approach to patient care is a synthetic form of quinine called hydroxychloroquine. Now, quinine is a compound extracted from the bark of the, and I think I'm getting this right, cinchona tree, which is native to Peru. Originally tested for the treatment of malaria until resistant uh, strains emerged, and it was implemented widely. This substance is less toxic than the original uh, amine synthesized in 1934, which is chloroquine. However, chloroquine is more effective against certain strains of malaria, and currently, Malaria is treated with natural and synthetic forms of a Chinese herbal medicine called Qinghao or Artemisia. So that's made into injections, pills, things like that. And that's very interesting. That's another Chinese medicine. And what's interesting to me is that maybe we ought to test the efficacy of Qinghao as well, since that also works on malaria, since we're finding that this drug that works on malaria also works on COVID-19, maybe Qinghao also. Who knows? We need research. So let's take a look. Researchers from the University of Palermo in Italy and Hebrew University Faculty of Medicine in Israel published findings on the treatment of COVID-19. They note, quote, chloroquine seems to be effective in limiting the replication of the SARS-CoV-2 virus causing COVID-19 in vitro. They cited State Council of China research noting that chloroquine is, quote, highly effective in reducing viral replication in cells infected by the virus. In addition, Gao and others demonstrate that chloroquine is more effective than a control group in 100 patients for reducing exacerbations of pneumonia, duration of symptoms, and delay of viral clearance. The research of Gao and others indicates that chloroquine may reduce the length of hospital stays and provide effective treatment for COVID-19-related pneumonia. So if someone just gets a light flu, that's one thing. But again, if they come down with a pneumonia, we need some medicines that are going to be able to get rid of this thing and fast. So this is what they're leading to, that potentially chloroquine could do the job. Based on the evidence, chloroquine phosphate tablets, 500 milligrams two times per day for a total of 10 days, is the official recommendation of the Department of Science and Technology of Guangdong Province of, and Health Commission of Guangdong Province for patients with the COVID-19 uh, when they have pneumonia. So again, they're, they're giving it to people with pneumonia due to it. As long as patients have no contraindications to the medication, the panel also recommends avoiding the following drugs. And they list a whole bunch of drugs, which include antiarrhythmics, antidepressants, antipsychotics, many things that people normally depend upon, but that they can interfere with the treatment. The Dutch Center of Disease Control uh, recommends chloroquine and oxygen therapy also. And they have slightly different dosage recommendations. The Italian Society of Infectious and Tropical Disease also recommends chloroquine with a slightly different protocol as well for dosage. So they vary slightly, but you have the Dutch, the Italians, and the Chinese all on the same page. The University of Palermo, Italy, and Hebrew University Faculty of Medicine Research paper concludes that there is sufficient preclinical evidence for the use of chloroquine for COVID-19 treatment, given the paucity of research on COVID-19, more investigations are recommended by the team. All right, so that's phase one of our presentation today. There's a lot I'm packing in today. Let's take a deeper look. COVID-19 is identified with an initial outbreak in Wuhan, China in December of 2019. 
On January 29 of 2019, the National TCM Rescue Team of China intervened at the Wuhan Jin, uh, Jin, Jinyantan Hospital. After five days, eight patients afflicted with COVID-19 were discharged after treatment with Chinese medicine. Of these eight individuals, six have been critically ill prior to administration of traditional Chinese medicine, and they're talking about herbs. Chinese medicine had been used in similar conditions in 2003 during the SARS outbreak with documented clinical successes. So there was a track record for other variations of coronaviruses, and so they used some of those protocols with the herbs and seemed to get similar kind of results. Despite initial successes in promising research, the cure rate for COVID-19 remains difficult to achieve, and even with integrative medicine available, that is, with all the medicine that you can possibly give, Western, Eastern, everything, it remains an extremely dangerous, conta dangerous contagion is hard to treat. So just because you give them the herbs, the maybe even acupuncture, maybe uh, maybe you give them some pharmaceutical medication, etc., even oxygen therapy, if they can get respirators and tenting for the oxygen, still it is difficult to treat. According to the National Administration of Traditional Chinese Medicine, the NATCM, the herbal formula Qingfei Pai Du Tang had a 90% response rate out of a total of 214 clinical cases of COVID-19-related pneumonia. So these are people with pneumonia, and they were treated in uh, Shangxi, Hebei, Shum, also Heilongjiang provinces in this clinical investigation. A breakdown of the 90% response rate is as follows. Symptoms markedly improved in greater than or equal to 60%, and the remaining 30% of patients of that 90% were stabilized. So 10%, no result. Not great, but at least 90% of the people had some good result with basically 60% getting some pretty darn good results. Now, another investigation tracks uh, 701 COVID-19 patients across 10 Chinese provinces that were treated with Qingfei Baidutang. A total of 130 patients, 18.5% of that 701 were cured. Wouldn't you like to see that number a little higher, but it was 18.5%. Symptoms including fever and coughing completely resolved in an additional 51 patients, so 7.2% on top of that. Symptom improvements occurred in an additional 268 patients, 38.2%, so general improvements. And stabilization occurred at least in another 212 patients, 30.2%. So the herbal formula helps, but again, whether you can only stabilize someone with its help or whether you can cure someone is a very different issue. In related findings from two additional studies, Lian Hua Qingwen capsule helped resolve COVID-19 symptoms and promote recovery. Now, all of that is, if you go to healthcmi.com, click on news, all of that is referenced and noted with proper footnoting so you can look up all of these studies. We've also translated some of it from the original Chinese. Much of it was translated into French and English already, and a lot of the reviews were presented by international bodies, not just from the Chinese research. According to Du Hongchi and others, Chinese medicine physicians adjust specific treatments based on differential diagnostics dependent upon the stage of pneumonia presenting at Chinese hospitals. Although Qingfei Pai Du Tang is recommended by the NATCM, treatment protocols vary according to diagnostic considerations across clinics throughout China. Now, 
I'm reading the pinyin, which is a way of transliterating the Chinese character. So Qing as in Q-I-N-G, Fei, F-E-I, Pai as in P-A-I, like Paul is the Pai, uh, P as in Paul. Du, D-U, and Tang for form, decoction. So Qing, Fei, Pai, Du, Tang. But keep in mind, some people, it's a soft piece, so some people might transliterate that as buy, B-A-I, so Qingfei Bai Du Tang. But if you're looking it up or trying to buy this product, then you would be looking at a, a P for that word. Qingfei Bai Du Tang is based on 21 herbs from four different herbal formulas, originally found in the Shang Han Lun, the treatise on cold damage diseases. This Han Dynasty clinical textbook was compiled by Zhang Zhengjing prior to 220 current era. The four formulas that form the basis of Qingpei Baidutang are Wuling Sun, Shegan Mahuantang, Maxing Shigantang, Xiao Chai Hutang. The herbs, now they list all of the herbs in Qingpei Baidutang. Now keep in mind, two of the herbs you really can't get. Or you can you can get Mahuang, the first herb. But you can't get Xi Xin. It's illegal in the United States, some areas, and, and not necessarily that someone should because the dosage has to be particularly low. Here they're pushing the limits and, and having in this very large formula six grams, but it's Ma Huang, Zhegan Chao, Bai Zhu, Shan Yao, Kuxing Ren, Shigao, Guizhe, Zixie, Zhu Ling, Fu Ling, Huo Shang, Chai Hu, Huang Qin, Zheng Bangsha, Zhu Wan, Sheng Zhang, Quan Donghua, She Gan, Xixin, Zhishe, and Chen Pi. So the herbal formula is unavailable in the USA because the US FDA has severe restrictions on the sale of Mahuang and has made Xixin a banned herb. Xixin is a type of wild ginger that is toxic and must only be used by licensed acupuncturists trained in proper usage. For well over a thousand year, years, this herb has been used safely in Chinese medicines by highly trained Chinese medicine physicians, however, Widespread consumer access to this herb presents legal complications and challenges. So at the Healthcare Medicine Institute, we hope that this information is helpful to you, your family and friends, and to healthcare practitioners, and we will continue to investigate this matter. We'll update relevant news and research for you. Thank you for listening. www.healthcmi.com.